You guys are the ones that called him a serial killer. I don't know what his crime was. There's a group of, there's a daycare in the middle of the forest. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck is what? happening right now? What? So the, uh, nobody go to Laura's tent if it's rocking. Don't, no. don't go. Yeah. If, the, if the tents are rocking, don't come and knock Yeah, boy. Tens of millions of them just disappeared. Ow, now, not no, no, not <laughs> Wake up, Chrissy! Chrissy, wake up! I don't like this, Chrissy, wake up! Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing a Horrors podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey, guys. And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Great. Great. A little chilly out here. A little chilly? A little Ooh. chilly? Yeah, yeah. We're not in our typical gold room tonight. We're actually, because of the movie we're doing, Blair Witch Project, we decided to go to the outdoors. So we're actually in the in the Shining Hedge Maze tonight. We're all we're all snuggled up in a tent. I think Greg's farting up a storm, but, you know, that's okay, you know? <laughs> It's okay. Guys, I'm not I'm not trapped in here with you guys. You're trapped in here with me. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God. I told I told Greg not to eat that chorizo burrito, but he just couldn't stop himself, you know. Um <laughs> or he had like ten Mex yeah, like ten Mexi melts. That pantry is fully stocked. You guys know this. Yeah, I know. It's true, it's true. Yes. So so speaking of being in the maze, being cold, uh, what are we wearing tonight for this episode? What do you got going on, Laura? I'm dressed as Heather. I have my beanie on and I'm crying those big old tears and just like snot galore coming out right now. <laughs> oh, you know? well, that'll help the fart plug though. You won't be able to smell it. So that's good. Yeah, you I know? don't smell it. Thank God. Oh, that's good. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. What, what about you, Greg? What do you got going on? I'm dressed as Josh. He's the cameraman. So I've got my, you know, green shirt, bit of a flannel to keep warm a beanie a little shark tooth necklace whatever the heck that's for uh oh i've got my <laughs> my camping backpack and also my camera oh nice you know, film handheld camera film the events nice but i'm nice. ready to go I'm ready to document everything nice. i like it i like it yeah i sh drew the short straw of course i'm mike i'm uh i'm wearing a flannel a beanie and i'm i'm in the corner pretty much i'm facing the wrong direction so i don't know what's happening behind me yeah let's uh actually before we actually start i just wanted to ask you guys real fast you know like um are you guys camping people do you go camping do you enjoy mm. camping what, what do you what do you think i know laura you're like a lake person right you like lakes right yeah like but i want to stay in a house at the lake <laughs> oh yeah you're not just like chilling on the water <laughs> i okay i actually have really sad stories about camping i love the idea of camping a lot but i have had some very unfortunate things happen to me while i've been camping and it's been so many mm. times now that I told myself, like, you like just can't camp. Um, or, I mean, are you just talking about inconveniences? Like, oh, I forgot the salt. Well, okay. Um, so two of my Yosemite trips I went on, uh, one, a bear, like, came to our campsite and trashed all our shit and rubbed up against our tent and almost came in our tent and ate us. Whoa. Exciting. That's pretty um, crazy. Also, Yosemite. Um I was like really young and all of a sudden my dad is like everyone get into the car get into the car and it's because Yosemite is actually by a lesser known jail and oh a, an inmate actually broke out Whoa. and was coming through the campsite at night and he came right through our campsite what? he actually picked up our lantern and crashed broke it on the ground oh my goodness uh, how was an just, inmate going all the way up Yosemite mountain he was crazy he he ended up going into the water 
Uh, Jason, Jason Voorhees. Dude, I was so scared. I remember remember I was like six and thinking when I was getting in the car, like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm six and I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to live a really short life. Yeah, it was really traumatizing. And this and you guys, I mean, nothing was ever as bad as that, but. I, mean, I that's definitely pretty bad. like, <laughs> well, do you realize those are very stories, unusual circumstances? Like that's not, I, happen. it's like, and, and then every story after that is not as bad, but I, okay. I, I got really bad food poisoning camping once. Um, hmm. You know, we had our tent blow away once we had uh, <laughs> rain when I was at sleepaway camp and it ended up flooding and they forgot about us. And I was up to my chest in water thinking Holy I'm going to die out here. Oh um, goodness, I've Laura. had a, I've had cockroaches at, uh, attack us in insane quantity. Um, what else? There's been more. Oh, we went to Yosemite and had mouse droppings all over our cabin when the hantavirus we found out when we got home that the hunt of virus had been like out and about in Yosemite. So yeah, I unfortunately oh don't like camping anymore <laughs> because I just feel like I you have some type of juju. You can cut on. all this, but yeah. yeah, that's these are all true stories. No, that's fucking crazy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Like the worst thing that happened to me was like my dad would make us eat too much corned beef hash and like you know, it would just be like destroying <laughs> all our stomachs. But uh what about you, Greg? I mean when I hear all of that stuff that you just said, Laura, you know, it, it does sound bad. However, the way that my, I grew up camping. So I was in the Cub Scouts, the Boy Scouts. I look at all those things as lessons learned. And, you know, the motto when you're camping is, is to be prepared. So the more you learn, the more you realize like to rectify, you know, if you didn't bring something, you bring it next time. If you're not prepared for something, you are prepared for next time. So those are all like, fun i guess fun lessons in the sense that you like the whole purpose is to get more efficient and and better at it so that when you go you are more prepared i mean nowadays you know in our age you know in our mid-30s you're if you're going to do any camping it's usually going to be glamping which is like glamour camping (laughs) oh i'll do that and you have all your amenities you know at your disposal so we're we're more along the lines of that but i still love camping at you know at my mm-hmm. heart at my core just being out there and, and enjoying the elements mm-hmm. well but based on that based on that uh you know idea greg of like you know learning from what happened for next time uh, what, what are you learning from a serial killer coming through your camp and breaking something and almost coming in your tent well next time greg what are you preparing for well first of all you always have to come armed right with something so anytime i go camping or even if i just go biking somewhere i that I have a, I always carry some type of like blade on me so that. Oh you know, you my never know. God, Craig! <laughs> you never know what's gonna come your way. <laughs> All right, let's get into the movie. Let's get into the movie now. Let's get into the movie. Oh, really? Let's not uh, go. Let's not traumatize Laura on more of her memories. Uh, okay. Uh, so let's just start with the opening of this movie, the setup, the vibe, kind of setting up what's going on, the documentary, what they're doing, interviewing people, meeting a bit. Uh, Greg, what did you think of like the opening of this movie? I thought it was great. Like I said, I forgot a lot about this movie. The first 15 minutes is just them filming around the town, which I, I totally forgot about. They're not even in the woods. It's it's a nice setup. Um, you know, they, they talk to the townsfolk. They, you see them packing. You see them going to the store, getting items and um, just talking back and forth. And I feel like without this part of the movie, you're almost at a loss for why three young people would just hike into what is seemingly the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, I remember being at this age that it seemed like they were in their maybe early 20s or whatever, um, doing school projects. And aside from maybe a part-time job or homework, there really isn't anything that's stopping you from 
embarking on these short little crazy adventures of the weekend, especially in the name of a school project. I mean, we used to do all kinds of things. So it was cool to see them uh, prep to investigate the Blair Witch, get ready for the camping, getting their uh, you know camera recording equipment all set up, getting groceries and supplies, interviewing the townsfolk. I thought it was really cool. It's a great setup. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Laura? What do you think like the opening, the setup vibe, all that? Yeah, I, I agree. I like the opening and the setup. Um, obviously, I I think we all love the found footage aspect of filming, right? I mean, I, we've said that before. I yeah. really, really like it a lot. And Rob, I think you already mentioned this, but this was this was legit the first time this was done, like really, really done. So I, I think there's something special to add to that. And yeah, I, I like the setup. I liked how they were interviewing people as well. I mean, we, we got bits and pieces of um, people's stories of the Blair Witch. It, mm-hmm. So I guess to recap, the story that seems to be the most accurate is mm-hmm. that there was a woman who would prick the fingers of little kids and mm-hmm. cause them to bleed. And then she was banished to the woods did they say that in the movie? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. I remember that one. I remember the one about, is that the one that crazy lady was talking about? Or is yeah. it somebody else? Oh, her. Okay. Uh, okay. I think it was her. Hmm. Yeah. So she got banished to the woods and now she's in the woods. And from everyone else's stories, it sounds like, you know, she's dressed all in white. Her feet mm-hmm. never touched the ground. Um, and she, she's mostly out for children. Like a, a ton of kids went missing that first yeah. year that she was banished. But it also seems that, kids are not even adults if you go out into the woods and you're either like Mm -hmm. near her on her territory looking for her you're also fucked so uh, just yeah really really cool myth um i i also thought that that was like a true maryland myth Hmm. uh so to find out that it was just another thing that was all made up by these directors i thought Mm -hmm. was really cool was it not based in like any real history nothing yeah interesting totally interesting yeah, yeah 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 i mean yeah. I, can oh, i just sure. add one thing to what you were saying laura is like when they were interviewing the locals i i really liked that whole you know that whole sequence of them filming the different stories of the locals i thought was really cool it just it felt very effective the way that these different people had different types and ways of retelling their stories and they were like splicing it together right they had different anecdotes of different lengths different moods and varying levels of credibility right there was like that middle-aged guy there was the woman holding the crying baby and then the old man whose story seemed to be the most legit and the longest talking about that old guy who like killed a serial a, killer or something like a that right? killer. and 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 the way they splice that together made it seem realistic i mean they yeah. weren't all on the same track they weren't all in the same age they weren't and they had varying levels of you know how, how believable the stories were and i just i really liked that little sequence there okay uh let's just get into characters acting then greg do you want to start you really you already spotted out their acting a bit in this movie yeah it's all about so if you're from from their perspective, you have to imagine it's all about believability. You have to sell this on. This is believable found footage film. So to me, I thought they succeeded. There's a lot of these small humanizing moments, you know, and it's not just all being horrified by something, you know, <clears throat> when they're first filming at that cemetery and they see those piles of rocks and they accidentally knock one of the piles over and Heather 
puts one of the rocks back on top and she kind of kisses the pile and she's like, can't be too careful. There's so many of these like little moments that make them normal people when they're sitting by the fire and they're talking about Gilligan's Island or whatever. If they had beer on the island, there'd be these massive orgies or you know, like being a person that, that does camp and does disconnect from the real world and just kicks back and shoots the shit with your friends. That definitely sounded like the type of random conversations that you would have with people. Um, and there's so many of these moments where, you know, there was that time where Mike and Heather were, you know, they had lost Josh at some point and they were randomly choosing which way to go. And Mike was like, he was just, this is, makes no sense, but he goes, you know, who was worse, the Wicked Witch of the West or the East? And she goes, West was the bad one. And he's like, let's go East. I mean, it's <laughs> at that point, they've like sort of lost their minds. And there's so many, yeah. there's so many moments like that where you, when you catch it on camera, you feel like it, you get out of it being a film production and more of just, it's like found footage where her hair gets caught in her backpack or when she's washing the blood off her, of her hands because and she's freaking out putting her gloves on or Mike just casually chewing on a dead leaf. There's a lot of these moments that make them feel like human and That'd it really sold me. That's definitely me. I'm chewing on a dead leaf. Yeah. You're just like, you've lost it and yeah. you're like, I'm dead on the inside. There's nutrients there somewhere. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Laura? What did you think of the characters acting in this movie? I thought it was mostly good. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I My notes kept changing while I was watching this movie. I thought Heather was super extra for the most part. Um, but I'm extra, so I guess who am I to talk? Mm. Uh, I feel like <laughs> her and I probably just wouldn't get along because we'd both be like, this is my documentary. No, this is mine, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but then I also know that these are improv actors from the research yeah. I've done. And a lot of these scenes are improv. And yeah. all okay. those scenes at the end, like her with the camera up to her face, crying with the snot, saying we're so naive and I'm so sorry to the moms. That was all improv. Wow. And knowing that, I'm just so impressed that I feel mm. like it doesn't matter what I wrote down in my notes because just like, you know, I'm bowing down to you. Like that's, <laughs> that's amazing. incredible. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I thought that was just really impressive, but when I'm watching it, do I love them? No. Do mm -hmm. I care about them? Not really. They don't really hmm. have any qualities that make you care about them. They're just, yeah, I mean, oh no. that's one of the biggest negatives for this movie people talk about. It's just like a lot of people that don't like this movie really shout out or just like all they do is scream at each other for half this movie <laughs> and just being like, that's yeah. annoying. You know, people are annoyed yeah. by them. So it's not really, you know, it's hard to like somebody that's just screaming at each other. You know, there's laughs here and there a bit, but it's not really them. So can, exactly. I, can I call out can I call it one acting job that I was one of my favorites, though? It had nothing to do with these three. Oh. It was it was the two fishermen in the beginning of this movie when they're interviewing the town folk and they're, you've got these two guys fishing in the Creek at the edge of the forest. Like we literally spent about a minute with these two guys. Yeah. Even mm -hmm. in that time, that interaction, that interaction to me 
felt so real. I love their dynamic. You've got that younger guy who's willing to talk about the story of the Blair Witch, but he was also kind of skeptical. But then you had maybe his dad or whatever. Yeah, He's this old guy yeah. Yeah. who he was he was trying to pretend that he wasn't listening or you know he didn't want to talk about the Blair Witch. But then as they were doing the interview, he would just start chiming in and correcting yeah. the younger guy <laughs> and swearing he's seeing things in the forest while he's fishing. And these two guys were sort of hilarious and they, it felt so natural. I I, yeah. I really love that like 60 second bit with these yeah. two guys. Yeah, that, that was a super funny scene, those two guys together where the one guy's just like, like, oh, bullshit, shut up over there. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me talk and this and that. Yeah, they might have been just two guys they found on their riverbed. They were like, hey, <laughs> just tell us stories about maybe something you saw, you know? Oh, man. Right. So good. <laughs> That's so fun. That's so funny. Yeah, let's, let's get into like a little bit more of the story now a bit, you know, because that's the one thing about this movie is you really have half this movie of them yelling at each other about being lost during the day. And yeah. then at night is when stuff is kind of getting crazy. You know what I mean? Some of the day stuff sets up the night stuff, but it's very paranormal-ish, you know, where you're just waiting for the night scenes to happen. Cause that's when shit's going to go down. Yeah. Um, so let's get into like the horrorish elements, the scares kind of like that part of it. If one of you guys want to set up, kind of where we're at a bit maybe you know a little third into this movie when stuff kind of starts going down what do you think laura uh one thing that keeps happening that i did think was really cool was the rock piles i think that that is scary it's 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 effective it's something so simple but it's like rock piles are appearing and it's like there's one for each of them that's just like a creepy concept Mm -hmm. so i think that that was really cool but I'm I'm sorry, you guys. Everything else that you just said, like, I probably fall into the audience of mm. whoever's giving it these not great reviews. Mm. I was fucking bored. Really? I <laughs> I was so like all the daytime scenes are the same thing over yeah. and over again, and they yeah. don't do it two or three times. They do it like eight times. It's like seven, eight times. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you're lost again. Yeah, I, I tracked. There are you're seven. Lost. They're out there yeah. for seven days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like okay, you're. Lo- this is today's. What's on the agenda today? You're lost again. Cool. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. That's the only thing. It's yeah. like. And I've mentioned this before, but it was another movie where I, without thinking, picked up my phone Mm. and I started scrolling my phone and realizing, oh, my God, I'm watching a movie. (laughs) I was that taken out like this is boring. And at night, things happened, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't enough. It Mm. wasn't enough for me. I like, okay, yeah, their tent is shaking. Yeah, there's this, there's that. They hear noises. But I was so bored during the day. I'm like, let's get to it. Hmm. And then I started to remember, because I'd seen this before, what the ending is. And I'm like, hmm. I'm never going to get to it. This movie <laughs> falls flat in this way. So, wow. yep, cool. I'm putting it out there. I... <laughs> Yeah. Well, this comes from Laura, who was almost murdered by a serial killer in real life in a tent. Like, why would any of this scare you? Hey, you what? guys are the ones that called him a serial killer. I don't know what his crime was. I just know he okay. was a convict. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, yeah, he was probably a he was a tax evader. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but still, like, you know, you've had all these crazy experiences in your life of all these things that happen to you while camping all sound horrible compared to this movie. Laura's like, fuck rocks, like fucking this crazy shit almost got eaten by a bear. You know what I mean? And I don't yeah. think I don't think me and Greg have those experience. We have a more positive camping experience. You know, I have a whole thing with aliens. That's another story. That's why I'm not going in the woods. But Ooh, so yeah. all these things in this movie do give me like the heebie-jeebies they do scare me like the whole knowing that like you're in a tent or you're like in your campsite 
and everything is like pitch black around you and you can't see farther than maybe like three feet. And then you just hear like noises in the distance of cracking leaves or a stick. Oh yeah. Not even to mention like the craziness that they hear later on, just like that simpleness of knowing something's there in the darkness and you don't know what it is. That to me is enough to freak the shit out of me. You know what I mean? Uh, what about you, Greg? Where are you aligned with that? Yeah, just first of all, to speak on what you just said, Rob, I, I do agree that they recreated the, the camping vibe so well. You know, in the middle of the night, you're woken up by the snapping twigs and the cracking rocks, you know, in, in the dark, off in the distance. And when they ought to be the only ones out there, you know, talking about Yosemite, we've camped at Yosemite. And I remember when you're there, you're in your tent, when we heard breaking twigs outside of your tent, which sounded like maybe 30 feet away, you freaked the F out. It was scary <laughs> as fuck. You thought maybe there was Someone a bear. walk into a bathroom. Come on, man. I know. But the, the <laughs> idea is like, it's it's out there and you're in here, you know, and, and yeah. they did a great job of recreating that, you know, going outside of the tent. Anytime you heard that zzz, the zippering sound of the tent. Mm-hmm. It was so familiar to me. Yeah, the snapping that's true. Of twigs, the, that yeah. layered sound of the crickets kind of like flowing off in the background. Mm-hmm. You really feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. Um, and then once you're outside, like you said, Rob, you're peering into the darkness of your surrounding. And it's like maybe they did a good job of panning around and you can maybe see a tree or two within the first mm-hmm. couple of feet. And then maybe a few dimly lit trees, 10 feet behind those. But then past that, it. it's just that's it, bro. Yeah. It's, it's pitch black. It's it's so creepy. I I happen to disagree with Laura on I, I think they did a really good job of of making it seem creepy to me a, a, as a person who thinks about going out into the wilderness and being out in the middle of nowhere. Like, you know, when my when I was little with my with my brother and we would like be motorcycling out to these random places in the desert, we happened to come across this random place where it was like supposedly a serial killer was out there. Oh. And his and it was basically like this uh this structure made of corrugated aluminum that with like toppled down walls and you would walk through it and there were just there's a bunch of like used lipstick and hangers like <laughs> just on the ground everywhere there's like buffalo bill out there with the and hell? pictures oh of like model like women models and stuff oh. and it was so creepy and it feels like coming across <laughs> this like discovering it out in which a place that should be the middle of the nowhere is so creepy so like anytime that they came across like a pile of rocks right or like these weird voodoo stick creatures hanging from the trees and look we're not talking about we're not talking about temporary, you know, like permanent things. I'm saying like a structure that, sh- you know, maybe it was built a hundred years ago. We're talking about a pile of rocks that should have been obliterated by the elements or like a forest creature or something in the middle of nowhere. So I find that that is very creepy to me because you feel like that there's something out there. Right. Um, the story yeah. you just told about what you and your brother found <laughs> is a million times scarier than rocks. What the fuck? Also, you ride a motorcycle? You, you gotta, we gotta well, when, when we were younger, we did. Yeah. What? Yeah. So did I, we were, I rode motorcycles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When you were like kids, I mean, back then, yeah. the, you were the a kid didn't really apply. riding a motorcycle, like a dirt yeah. bike, like a dirt bike, probably. No, it oh, was an I, actual motorcycle. Like they didn't, we didn't really have rules like, back then. Like a Harley Davidson. What do you, crotch rocket? What were you riding? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, just I don't know. I have no idea. When you're eight and there's like a motorcycle around, it's just a you're motorcycle. You're eight, right? Mo- okay, that's a motorcycle not a, around. All right, you just explained it. You're eight. That's right, I think it's it. called like a big, like a big wheelie, a, a yeah, big wheel. Like, yeah. No, I, I'm serious. It's like it, there were there were actual motorcycles that we'd ride around the desert in. Interesting. But that an electric scooter. <laughs> <laughs> it was not sc- look this is my point it's like i i feel like they did a good job of making you feel like these these guys like you know you're talking about getting bored looking at your phone after like the fourth day but for me in my mind i'm picturing okay this is just another day of them getting deeper and deeper into the woods and to me it i loved the progression of that like there was something for example like about mike's raw outbursts that seems mm. so real to me three times. I mean, the first time when they just got lost in the woods, they're just walking around randomly. And he's like, just help us, please. Fuck. Like I felt that he, he, he his like guttural yells are, are somehow just, just reverberated in my body. The second time when Josh goes missing, they wake up to like that screaming mm. oh. middle of the night. Mm-mm. And when he's like, Josh, where are you? And then he yells again. He's almost crying and his voice is crackling. Tell me where you are, Josh. I, I felt that. I felt like mm-hmm. someone, like he was he was a person who was desperately trying to save a friend or a family member and he was calling out to them. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, toward the end, I know we're not there yet, but when they, they enter the house and they hear the muffled screaming, he's like, downstairs, I hear him downstairs. Come on. I mean, just like this, the, the desperation. I know maybe you weren't really into it, Laura, but for me, like I was able to put myself there and their slow decline in getting more mad and aggressive, getting lost in the woods. I, the way I look at it is anytime I've been camping, we've always had a map. We've always had a trail. We know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. When you're out there in the middle of nowhere and you think you're going to die because you have nowhere idea where you are you're probably very mad at the people around you yeah Yeah. no every scene you just pointed out i agree that acting is really well done because the stakes are very high like something really serious is happening but if we backtrack a little bit when you're talking about them camping and it's pitch black and they hear crackling and you've camped and you remember that feeling it's pitch black things are crackling I'm sorry, but we all sign up for that when we go camping. We all sign up for it. They signed up for this. If you go camping, you know you're going to be camping in pitch darkness with noises of nature. And I feel like, at least for us, maybe Mm -hmm. not them, their characters in a movie, when we go camping, I don't think we actually get scared when we hear those noises because we know they're coming. And we also know, like, that's probably not a ghost. That's probably not a witch. That's probably not a serial killer. There's a group of, there's a daycare in the middle of the forest. <laughs> if you thought that that could happen, you would not camp. This is Wait. why I don't camp. <laughs> what other two horrorish characters or actors that have been in a horror movie are you bringing with you to share a tent with and look for the Blair Witch with? Hmm. Horror? Rob, you should go first. Oh I my like goodness. I should go first. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Horrorish characters or actors. Interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It can wow. be an actor that's been in horror movies. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't love their character, but you mm-hmm. think them just, you know, as an actor, as a person. True, true. And they're the, they're there to help you catch the Blair Witch. That's the purpose. <laughs> they're just there. You're they're just there, there spending time with them, you know, yeah. bunking up, having mm-hmm. some 
campfires and all that bullshit. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you guys are also looking for the Blair Witch. I mean, okay. You know? I mean, for, for me, I would say my first thought that popped in my head right now would be Ash from Evil Dead. I oh would God. I would yeah. definitely take Ash from Evil Dead. He's going to keep us safe. He has a chainsaw yeah. for a hand. But I also think our humor, we go together pretty well. <laughs> we can make jokes and be kind of cocky together and make comments about the witch and kind of like deface her and make her, you know, like for cry maybe or something like that if we ever see her. Um, so I think that'd be cool. My other one, of course, would be somebody that's good with a camera. Hud from Cloverfield. Uh, he's great with a camera. He knows what he's doing. He Again, is. our humor is going to get along great. I think me, Hud, oh, nice. and Ash from Evil Dead, we'd have a great time. Mm -hmm. We can just fart up a storm in the tent. Nobody would care. Uh, we can make jokes. So I think that'd be my perfect uh, group to go hunting for the Blair Witch for. Uh, you don't want to switch it up and have any female oh. company in there? No. <laughs> Uh, no, that's okay. I'm good. I mean, I do a podcast with a female. It's good enough, you know? All right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, I like the HUD pig. That's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. I feel like you guys are just going to be laughing the whole time and you're going to forget what you're doing. <laughs> I know. You're like, why, why, why are we up here? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. We're never going to actually leave the tent. We're just going to make jokes and stuff like that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do a second. We'll do a, a secondary podcast over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, Greg, uh, what about you, Greg? What is your pick? We'll leave Laura for last. It's her question. Uh, what do you, what do you okay, pick? Okay, sure. So my number one pick is going to be La Llorona. So what the, <laughs> the fuck is happening right now? What? So the, what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we just reviewed Paul this Bunyan. Movie. Yeah. So by the way, I, I'm looking for I'm looking for bonus points because I'm only going to grab characters from movies that we reviewed. So La Llorona, the housekeeper played by Maria Mercedes. So first of all, <laughs> that one's not a game. You're not, you're not even gra you're not even grabbing like the real official La Llorona. You're grabbing no. the, the one that really didn't do a whole lot and just stared at people. <laughs> That's debatable. I feel like she did a, quite a bit, but. She's anyway, teach Greg how to hold his breath. <laughs> Here's the thing. When you're lost in the woods and you need potable water, she can produce water, right? So she's all mm. about just making water. So if you're about to dehydrate, she could just, you know, materialize water at a heartbeat and keep you alive, right? Secondly, as a revenge spirit who lost children of her own to a monstrous person, mm. I feel like she would be instantly in revenge mode for the Blair mm. Witch. Wow. Um, so she would go after the Blair Witch with a fiery passion. Of course, you know, she's also not terrible on the eyes. So that's a bonus. Oh, no. Number God. two pick. See, Lee Laura, is why I didn't want a woman in the tent. I'm not going down that trouble road. I'm not getting in <laughs> trouble. <laughs> I'm, not getting can I'm not getting canceled on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Number two pick. Howard from Tusk. So that's the old man played by my what the Michael Parks. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait a second. We, we all have to say uh, within three minutes of Greg's experience, he is murdered instantly by one of these damn people. <laughs> There's no way you're getting out of that, Greg. You literally villain, like quote unquote villains to be in your tent. That's insane. Listen to me. Okay, so first okay. of all, knowing his background, he would have the most amazing campfire stories to tell you know this way we're not stuck talking about stupid stuff you know the stars the trees we're talking about his past and his mm -hmm. military experience and all the kind of cool you know adventures he was on not to mention if we don't end up finding anything in the forest i feel like he'll help me and my project and bs my way through the documentary i mean mm -hmm. we'll probably just wind up interviewing him for the whole thing and <laughs> i mean and also i just let's be honest he can survive any survival scenario 
Hmm. We learned that in in, in Tusk. So mm-hmm. I feel like if he can find his way out of the middle of an ocean, he can find his way out of a stupid mm-hmm. forest. So those are my two, those are my two wow. picks. I don't know. I you, better, you better you better check his pack, man. Make sure there's not a walrus suit in there. You better make sure, Greg. I wouldn't be. I'd be scared. What do you, I mean, what do you think about? Tough what, to carry up the mountain. <laughs> what What do you think about those picks, Laura? You're just shaking your head right now. I am. I honestly, I can't process it. I know it's crazy. Mm-hmm. My brain literally won't let me process this information. <laughs> Can we have a documentary, uh, a documentary <laughs> crew documenting you making your documentary? Because I think that is actually going to be the most fun experience of that. You know? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my god! That's so funny. Wow. Okay, okay, Laura, you got to follow that craziness. Uh, so, what about you, Laura? What what two characters are you picking? All right, I am going to pick the actor. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Oh, okay. Oscar Isaac. Nice. I like him. Um, Oscar Star- Isaac. Uh, you probably know him from, you know, most recently Star Wars, Star but Wars. he's been in a Ex Machina. Ex Machina is what I'm thinking of. I'm Ooh. thinking of his character, Nathan. Oh, um, hmm. he had his flaws of course, mm-hmm. but he was a genius, right? I mean, he came up with the robot and like, mm-hmm. or the artificial intelligence and, uh, yeah, I just feel like he's really smart. And I think he is not so bad on the eyes for sure. So cannot wait to. Wow. You guys, you guys turned this into some type of dirty mind documentary. <laughs> or you're both talking about easy on the eyes of your characters. But at least I picked someone who was intelligent and like might mm-hmm. help me in a situation. Oh, well, I guess that's true. Okay. Right. But also, oh God. Yeah. He's really attractive. You guys. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Nobody, nobody, go, nobody go to Laura's tent. If it's rocking, don't, don't go. Yeah. If, the, if the tents are rocking, don't come a knocking. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go in there. And I, God, I had such a tough time with my number two pick, but you know what? I actually think I'm going to pick McCready from the thing, because I also think that he is just really smart. He takes mm-hmm. action. And I mean, if anyone is going to survive any weird situation where you're out in the elements, mm-hmm. it's McCready. That's mm, true. That's true. McCready is a good pick. You know, have some scotch or whiskey, whatever he was drinking. Just don't yeah, have a computer. See, don't have a computer on hand that he can play video games with. You know, he'll just, he doesn't like it. Well, uh, we're gonna have a computer a... because you know oh. Oscar Isaac is gonna have that computer. Oh, He's oh. Be oh. With it. McCready's oh, just gonna dump his whiskey in it and just terrorize <laughs> his, his equipment. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, that's actually interesting picks. You know, I like those picks. Like I can pick, I can see that in my mind uh, of your your crew you're making. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know about Greg. So Greg is still, I'm still, I can't get that out of my mind. Greg, I don't <laughs> Look, know how he's I, surviving. I had five other alternatives and these are the two that made it to the top. <laughs> five. So. That's, that's really funny. I had alternatives too. <laughs> wow. You guys are interesting. You guys can have multiple documentaries going on at the same time. Me, me and my I, crew, we just forgot what's happening. We're just making jokes up in the woods. <laughs> after, this, my... after this, I want to hear you guys altern- uh, alternative fix. Oh, I kind of want to tell you guys right now. I oh, yeah. Shoot it to us now. Okay, go for um, it. One of my alternatives was the entire cast of A Quiet Place, both John Krasinski <laughs> and his wife, Emily Blunt, oh, because oh, okay. um, I think both of them are very easy on the eyes. Oh, my so God. Laura, what is this? Just, like, <laughs> oh, boy. And I think Laura's I making like, a porno, not a documentary. And, you know, Emily Blunt's character in A Quiet Place, she is a survivor, a fighter. Mm-hmm. And John Krasinski's character in A Quiet Place, like he would do anything. That's interesting. Okay, what about you, Greg? What are you, what are some of your alternates? What do you got? Oh, actually, <laughs> other other murderers, other murderers. Mine are just ridiculous. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is Dutch from The Predator. No. I feel like his his jungle prowess could get mm. you out of anything. I also had Bagul on my list because. Oh my God, Greg, you're crazy. Greg, do you not understand the question? 
you're you're going to be stuck in a tent with this person if they want to just murder you they're going to murder you well if you know if we're chartered to go catch the witch you know i feel like you know that's the mission you know they're under contract to do that anything else is just it's extra so you know he's going to summon his kids to fight the the child ghosts in this movie i I also had i feel (laughs) like greg is going down the kong versus godzilla route (laughs) where it's like there's a giant kaiju we need another kaiju on our team to to be with us and fight it i feel like trust me my last two picks are are the kaijus of this so one is pyramid head from silent hill i figured we we could use his helmet as a tent at night (laughs) then during the day he could put it back on and fight the witch um and then my last pick you guys have to give me credit for the babadook the babadook would just straight up channel the grief from all the the blair witch family victims families and just this is crazy what's happening is 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 greg is a serial killer oh that's true (laughs) and so he's picking other serial killer villain type fight fire with fire that's true yeah, you guys yeah, are all yeah. buddies. You all yeah, have to that's common. true. He's just making a killer a killer crew. Yeah, of all the serial killers, he can hang out with and talk about writing and blood and I mean, that's how notebooks. Yeah. Uh, so okay, let's get to to me to me. You know, the most bone chilling thing in this movie to me. I, I'm scared by a twig, so we'll just get that up front. But uh, to me, the thing that in this movie that really where I like paused the movie because I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I don't want to even think about this right now is when Josh goes missing. So at one point in this movie, mm. you know, uh, they kind of have like a thing in this movie where like we joked about in the beginning, Josh kicked over one of the seven rocks, which we assume or some type of like either Indian burial site or something like that of seven people that were murdered. So it seems like whatever's happening is kind of focused on Josh. You know, at one, one of the nights they wake up and Josh's stuff is all, torn apart and there's slime on it or something like that so so they go to sleep later on and then they wake up and josh is gone they don't know where he is he's gone they spend another you know 20 minute day scene screaming josh where are you another screaming scene whatever but it gets to nighttime again he's still not back and then you have to me the most bone chilling thing is you hear josh like screaming for help in the darkness of the night which i'm already scared of the dark but then to hear him yelling for help and you know they're like josh where are you where are you and then it's dead quiet and you hear him screaming from somewhere like help me or whatever to me that is the most bone chilling thing in this movie the ending aside i think the ending is pretty pretty fucked up and crazy but to me this scene when josh is screaming it's the thing that gets me the most in this movie Mm. <laughs> Laura, uh-huh. uh huh. No, I'm like, mm, like, oh, okay. yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Like, oh, you do. So is that the one? Is that one thing in this movie that actually did get you? You felt like that? You put down your phone finally. Um, I I think it's all effective. Like I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to be. I'm trying to like step away from my bias because I understand that I have one right now, mm-hmm. and these things are scary and they are effective, and I applaud that. Mm-hmm. Did it get me in my watch? No. Really? It didn't. I'm wow. sorry it didn't. So you're I, just like, you're just like checking out. You're waiting for the end to happen. Yeah. You're playing Scrabble you're on your Oscar phone. Oscar to, to solve Oscar, Yeah. You're waiting for Oscar Isaac to pop in your tent. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Give it a five out of five. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Greg, what, how did you feel about that scene that, oh that, that scared the shit out of me? It was so creepy. First of all, 
Yes, because there's no trace of him. How did he get out of the tent and just suddenly disappear without, you know, the one thing that we can all agree on is when we're in that situation, sticking together is the number one priority. That's your prerogative is to, to stay together. The moment that you split up and that's when everybody starts dying. So you yes. need to get together. And so with for him to just mysteriously disappear when they wake up without an explanation is, is so terrifying. And then beyond, you know, just the, the noises that they hear in the night to me, you know, taking it one step is the feeling like they were being lured. This is the thing is when, when Mike and Heather, they woke up in the tent in the middle of the night to this echoey, horrific, painful sounding wailing. Like you said, it sounds like he's screaming, but it's a, it's not very clear what he, mm-hmm. what he's screaming or what he's saying. It's almost like a muffled screaming way off in the distance. It's, he's screaming in some kind of agony, right? But then do you, did you guys remember what Mike said? He goes, is it a trick? Are they yeah. tricking us? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really him. Yeah. That was so creepy. It kind of reminded me of T-1000 and Terminator 2 impersonating John Connor's voice, mm. where it's like this oh feeling of like you're being lured, like they're trying to lure them out of the tent into the forest. Mm-hmm. That was so creepy to me. There's a lot of movies that employ this technique, especially horror movies, and it's always really creepy. This scene it was definitely the biggest turn of events in the movie. Yeah, I can't believe it, Laura. It just doesn't get you. You know what I mean? It's it's look crazy. It, look at it. I don't, we were... if, when, when we go camping, Laura, I'm just gonna go off in well, the night when you're camping, no. and I'm gonna be like, Laura, help me. That's Laura's gonna be like, fuck I, this guy. I'm <laughs> no. I actually think I will be the most scared person because mm-hmm. as Greg was talking, I'm looking at his Zoom background oh. of the snowy dark. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Hedge you're saying. of The yeah. Shining, and I'm thinking if we were having this discussion, actually outdoors right now. Mm. In the dark, mm. I would be shitting bricks. I'd be like, <laughs> "Fuck this shit!" Where like rocks? Uh, oh my, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, A pile of rocks. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm just, yeah, it's mm. I'm recognizing that I'm having a bias problem. Yeah, you right can't. Now. Hmm. You just can't like get into like that setting, that time frame. You can't. Yeah, it's just mm. I've seen too many other found footage films since this. I mm. don't really remember it that well, so it didn't stick with me, and then. Like the ending came flooding back and as cool as I thought it was, it also like we've seen more at this point. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish that there was more. I mean, you know, we, we always talk about like yeah, it, it the less you see is scary to a point, but if you see nothing, yeah, I mean that's just mm. like yeah. We need more and more and more. We're getting more desensitized. You yeah. Know? Well, well, speaking of that, something I want to bring up because I read this and I wanted to actually talk about it. There's one scene in this movie where I can't remember if they're all still together or not or if the Josh is gone, but they actually run out of the tent and they're running in the dark mm-hmm. and you hear Heather yell out like, what was that? What was that? Like she saw something finally. And I read this because, so it says, according to the filmmaker's commentary, I think it was on like a documentary they, they made about the movie, the unseen figure that, that, that Heather yells about when she's running away from the tent is the, the film's art director, Richard Marino, who was wearing white long johns, white stockings, a white, <laughs> white pantyhose pulled over his head. And oh, it, my God. And it says it was initially intended for the figure to be revealed on camera as the Blair Witch herself. What? But the cameraman who was filming forgot to pan to the left to show it, and then they didn't recreate it again. 
So they just left it. So it was in that scene when she's running and she sees something. She did see something. It was the art director dressed in all white, like a creepy ghost. We just and, didn't see it. And the cameraman was supposed to pan over, but he didn't. And then they didn't recreate it to get the shot. So you're, you know what I mean? And like, I really like reading that now. I really wish they would have been like, can we do a take two, please? Cause like you said, Laura, you really yeah. don't see anything in this movie. Even nothing. at the end, you still don't see anything. And I feel like that one shot really, I think, would have been needed. I still think this movie is creepy. I still think the unknown gets me. But I feel like you, Laura, if you would have had at least one scene where you one. fucking kind of see yes, something, one. it would yes. have been a big difference. So I just yeah. think it's so messed up and fucked up that they didn't read like you had it in the script. You had the shot like just do it one more time because <laughs> I think it really would have made a difference for people like you, Laura, that just don't think there was enough in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So who wants to set up the ending in this movie? I don't know if Flora should do it because she cares about this part actually, or if Greg should do it. Uh, what do you think, Laura? I think Greg should do it because Greg he's, he's really passionate. <laughs> he's really passionate. Movie. Wow. I'm passionate. Yeah, okay. You got, you got the silver tongue, Greg, go for it. <laughs> I'll break it down very quickly. Why is it a silver tongue? Isn't that a, isn't that a saying? The silver tongue is not like a, like a gift of gab, the silver tongue. That's news to me. All right, listeners. <laughs> Email us. Let us know what the silver tongue means. I think we're all drunk right now. I think we're all drunk in the we're all drunk in the fucking woods. We're in a mates. <laughs> See, I'd actually be crying. I would actually have slot coming out of my nose. Okay, so on the last night, Heather and Mike again they hear the wailing sounds of Josh off in the distance. They go out in the night looking for him since they can hear what sounds like him crying out. They stumble across. Oh my god, a house in the middle of nowhere. It's clearly. The house of, you know, if you recall back to the beginning, when they were interviewing the townsfolk. They were talking about that serial killer, something par and killing those kids. As you go through this house and you see the footage, it's clearly his house. So it's a random house structure in the middle of the woods, two stories, broken windows. There's wood everywhere. It's totally dilapidated, busted up drywall, exposed brickwork. I mean, you've got this occult looking symbols written on the walls. It doesn't really mean anything. A bunch of kids handprints. I saw the hand, I saw the handprints. I saw that. Well, that was really Bloody weird. Well, to me, that just tied in the whole like hearing the children laughing in that one scene. You know. Yeah, and it just again, it's just stuff that's very. It's not explicit what it means, but it just gets you thinking. You know, while they're frantically looking through this house, looking for Josh because they heard his his screaming coming from this direction. It just gets you thinking. So, Mike hears like i said earlier he hears josh's voice in the basement he charges down there and then from his pov it seems like he gets knocked out his camera falls to the ground mm-hmm. when he thinks he sees josh and then it switches to heather's pov from because she has the second camera and then she goes down to the basement and you see you know she's having a hard time keeping up with mike so she's always she's continuing screaming mike mike get back here she finally catches up to him in the basement and then you see mike standing in the corner and it's creepy because he she's screaming at him and he just doesn't move this is similar to like when we review unfriended when you have someone who's so animated throughout the entire movie and vocal and then just in an instant they're 
inexplicably unresponsive and they don't make a sound they don't make a movement this was the, mike's moment for this he's just standing in the corner not doing like looking away in the corner not doing anything and then boom she gets knocked out too you hear kind of a thud her camera falls to the ground and the credits start rolling and really the ending is really just it's up to the interpretation of, of the viewer what happens and what it means mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so what did you think of the ending, Greg? Did you like it? It's not like Yeah, it. I you know, I remember watching it in the theater. Literally everybody was confused. Everybody walked out like what happened? I mean, my understanding is that the Blair Witch or some type of Blair Witch spirit that's associated with her you know, she possessed these three, right? Or, you know, because they were trespassing on her grounds and especially you know with josh kicking over the pile of rocks they were trespassing she had them killed for that and them getting into her territory getting into her house it's just it's the spirit of the blair witch that got them lost in the woods and got them turning against each other um so my thinking is that yeah, the Blair Witch, the spirit of the Blair Witch came in and killed them somehow. I mean, you don't really see anybody, yeah. which is unfortunate. You want to see something. Yeah. You don't. You could have mm-hmm. YouTube on your iPhone like I do. <laughs> you don't see anything. Yeah. But it's just, it's up to your imagination. Um, hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, it makes you wonder, like, what happened? But it, it doesn't matter. These three don't make it out alive. Mm-hmm. Okay, what what about you, Laura? This is the only thing you've been waiting for for an hour and a yeah, half. You, um, you put down your phone. You you. I don't know if you won your Scrabble game or not, but you know. Uh, what, Scrabble, what you, no oh, solitaire. Oh, sorry. Oh, excuse solitary. me, solitary. And oh, okay. I always win. <laughs> yeah, you could even be playing with someone. Okay, you're playing playing by yourself. Okay, all right, even better. All right, what do you think, Laura? Okay, listen. Uh, do I wish I saw something? Yes. Do I think that you know paranormal came out a few? Well, I don't know how many years later and they do show you something at the very yeah. end mm-hmm. that they, I, you know, they obviously mm. took the, the found footage ideas of this movie, amplified it. They gave you what it was lacking. So I prefer that movie because of that. Mm. However, what Greg didn't tell you is that mm. there was a story from the inner, one of the interview people mm-hmm. that talked about how, what the Blair Witch would do is is would make one kid look at the wall while she killed the other kid. Mm. And then would, of course, kill the kid that was staring at the wall. Mm. So knowing that story, I did think it was pretty badass that there was the shot of him staring at the wall. Because like Greg said, yeah. this guy, he wouldn't do that. That's not who he is. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's clearly possessed. He's just staring at the wall. She clearly took hold of him and said mm. you got to look at the wall like why kill her mm-hmm. and so i almost feel like it's not ambiguous at all it's very implied like she's dead he's dead they're dead yeah. they're all dead, they're all dead. yeah, yeah. so I, I thought it was cool yeah i thought the ending was pretty cool uh i wish i saw more i wish that there wasn't some of these lulls in the middle i think that i'm spoiled what i've seen since then <laughs> has been better um and this movie didn't have as a lasting effect on me. So mm-hmm. I can't really appreciate it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But the ending was cool. Yeah. I will give you that. Yeah, Yeah, because to me, the whole thing with this movie is I, I remember the story that you're talking about, Laura. I thought that was the story they said this, this, the serial killer guy did that. Yeah, but he was Not- possessed by the Blair Witch, right? Yeah. Oh, exactly. so that's... Is that confirmed? Why do you know that? Is that, is that in a sequel or something? Yeah, or? because he said... 
the serial killer said, I just did what she made me do. Oh, really? Oh, okay. it's like the work is done or something like that. It's what she which oh, is like, yeah. like he was being like, he had a voice in his head or something. Right. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I took it. Okay, see, I, I don't remember that part of it. I remember it being like two separate stories. It was like the Blair Witch, and there's this serial killer guy that did mm. these things. You know, um, that's why I always took the ending as more ambiguous of like, is it the Blair Witch or is it just like a serial killer? You know what I mean? That mm. that plays these tricks with people. I, I that's why I took it, but I, I didn't know that. Um, so let's do our ratings. Let's do one to five. I want to do something slightly different, a little bit. So I want to do one to five rating. I want to do a rock pile. So how many rocks are you putting on your pile? One to five. Oh let's, like I said, let's let uh, Laura go last, I think. Uh, Greg, you can go first. One to five. <laughs> how many rocks are in your pile? I don't know, man. When you look at the actual rock piles in this movie, they have like 20 rocks. I yeah, mean, I you have to have a, a <laughs> lot to create a, a you know, pyramidic structure for a, for a rock tower, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into that. I just <laughs> I want to say that I, I think it's an amazing independent movie. For, for what they did this reminds me of paranormal activity look at at a bare minimum it was i had to i felt like it was a groundbreaking type of film i mean yeah chronologically speaking it was essentially the first found footage movie I, yeah. there may be some yeah. that have come before it but nobody really knows about it all that much but but between this and then paranormal activity you know there wasn't much that was happening in the found footage realm. So, I mean, it was pretty, not only was it groundbreaking, but it, it, it set the tone and, it, and I personally think it, it holds up. So I'm going to create a stack of four rocks for my tower. Mm-hmm. So this is a solid nice. four for me. So you just put the rocks right on top of each other. Yeah. Little... Cause if I do four as like a base, that's not really a tower. That's just no. like one, one level of rocks. Mm-hmm. It's not really a mm-hmm. tower at all. So yeah, just one on top of the other. Okay. All right. Perfect, man. Don't knock it over. Don't knock over that tire. Oh yeah. no, I no. didn't. I wouldn't dare. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So for for me, I mean, I'm I'm I think right there with you, Greg. I mean, I already talked about just hearing a stick. I'm scared of this movie. So like, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. If if just that alone gets me, and that's in the first 15 minutes of the first dark scene, then when you get into the actual like kind of crazy stuff in this movie, I'm super scared. You know, I do wish, like we talked about, I do wish they showed something at one point in this movie and i guess reading more about that they actually had a scene where they were supposed to kind of makes me more pissed off i do also think for what an hour and a half movie right an hour and a half movie Mm -hmm. this movie could have been like host it could have been 59 minutes right under an hour and (laughs) yeah and maybe been a better movie you know maybe cut out a little bit of some of the day scenes here and there you know, and maybe that would have been more of a positive. Um, so yeah. I'm like, Greg, I'm still giving it a four. I'm with Greg a four. I wow. think I think if it would have done those, if it would have shown something, I probably would be a five. You know, I probably, because this movie really gets me. It really does. I know Laura is shaking her head right now. She can't. Rob, I just feel like you, I have literally shown you The Exorcist. <laughs> I've fucking showed you mm-hmm. uh, Sinister, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Babadook, and you were literally not afraid of any of that. No. Mm-mm. But like this gets fucking me. Mm-hmm. Richard Gere oh, and some- rocks and you're fucking <laughs> I just like oh my god I, hey there was no CGI there was no CGI in this. I, yeah you know this is like you know it's all subjective lore and this is like a, a thing where like I put myself in this movie and like if I'm in the dark woods and like I hear something like I am super scared of that. I'm going to film a movie of just me doing something and it's okay, going to be nothing and you're probably going to be afraid of it. Okay. Yeah. maybe I'm going to step on some sticks, <laughs> some phone calls, pretend I see a moth, uh, form a rock pile, mm-hmm. get lost a lot, mm-hmm. snot, 
Okay. Boom. Rob is right. horrified. Please, this is like, please do it. Please this do is it. like, Laura, when, when we reviewed Tusk, you were like, how could they make an old man standing scary? Like, mm. for this is like Rob's version of that. That's like, true. they made a pile mm-hmm. of rocks scary. You have to, mm-hmm. I admire that because I think a pile of rocks and, you know, a, a nest of sticks in the middle of the forest is kind of creepy. So I, mm-hmm. I give him props for that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I admire I, it too. I'm just <laughs> mad at Rob. Like, well, why can't Rob be scared? I don't. I he am started scared. off this podcast saying I am a scaredy cat and mm-hmm. you are not. I am. I just admitted this movie scares the shit out of me. This got me. This is scary. I feel like an exception. This is a weird. Okay. Like one off. Yeah. All right. Well, I have four rocks. I'm throwing them at Laura right now because she's just <laughs> yelling at me. So that's what my pile is gone. So I'm throwing them at her. <laughs> Just to dodge my rocks right now. <laughs> Throwing them at her tent. Get, me, get out of there, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> you accidentally beat her dad in the head. Laura doesn't deserve you. <laughs> oh, man. She's shaking her head right now. <laughs> too much, too much just came my way right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Laura, we're over to you now. You know, me and Greg are at fours. Uh, where are you at? What's your rock pile? Do you even have a rock pile? I don't even know yeah. what Laura has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I do appreciate so much about this movie. You know, I think they were effective. I think there were creepy parts. I love that this was the first found footage because it open the door to some of my favorite movies. So saying that, but the fact that I just don't feel like it held up and I'm mm. bored watching it, I just have to cut it right down the middle, which is a two and a half. Okay, that's that's not mm. bad. I mean, that that's like yeah. we talked about 53% of the people, whatever, the I'm 60. Right 60 yeah. yeah, you're right there, actually. So, And I, like I said, I'm not going to argue with you of why your reasoning is. Like, I get it. Hearing from those people, hearing from you, like, I get it. You know, you've seen too many things. I mean, you've literally seen things in your life that probably are yeah. scarier than this. So, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So I can't argue with that at all. But, yeah, I get it, you know. I'm, so that's it from the Shining Hedge Maze tonight. Uh, next week, we're going to be back in the gold room. Thank God it's fucking cold out here. This has been The Conjecturing. I've been Rob. And Laura. And Greg. Yeah, until next time, remember horror is subjective, so conjecture away. See ya.